welcome to the Heart Centered Entrepreneur Series. My name is Jody Maley, and I've been an entrepreneur and business owner for over 27 years now. Thanks for joining the podcast, and I can't wait to share with you tips and ideas on how to grow your heart-centered entrepreneur business. As a personality dimensions coach, I help entrepreneurs discover who they are at their core so they can have real and authentic sales conversations with their ideal clients. We all started or joined a business so that we can make an income on our terms. Whether you're just starting out in your entrepreneur journey or have been in sales for a while, the key to any business is sales and nurturing the sales relationship. So I invite you to sit back, relax, maybe even have your favorite drink and take some notes as we have fun delving in to learn more from the top 1% to 2% income earners who are making such a difference and impact for themselves and their beautiful teams. Their tips and ideas will uplift and inspire you in a heart-centered, authentic way to help lift you up, move you forwards towards your perfect dream and goal. So stay tuned to the end of each podcast as I will share a little gift from me that I know will get you inspired in your beautiful business. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to the Heart Centered Entrepreneur Series. I have a wonderful guest. I, we always say it here in Canada, across the pond. So I don't know if that's what you guys say or not, but you are going to love, love my amazing guest today. This is Julie Ritchie, and I will let her introduce herself and what her beautiful business is all about. Hi. Hi, Jody. Thank you for having me. Really, really appreciate you. So yeah, my company is called Do Business Like a Woman, and I help female coaches to create clients. So my whole thing is let's get you fully booked with clients. Let's get the processes in place that are going to bring you lots of leads and lots of clients so that you can make the impact that you want and the income that you want. And I also love talking about masculine and feminine energy in business as well. So that's me and that's my thing. Oh, I love it. You know, interestingly enough, I had a book idea that I never did go through with, but it was sat there in the back of my mind. And it was called um, How to Do or to Rise in the Corporate Ladder Without Men Looking Up Your Skirt. (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant. I wish you'd written it. And and actually, I met my doppelganger. Uh, She's an older lady in the States who actually, I think that that she wrote something that's similar to it, like something about skirts and stuff. And I'm like, and then I told her what the name of the book that I had wanted to write was. And she's like, oh my gosh, like we are like, like we were just like soul sisters right from there. But that's what I love with what you do and the name of your company, because yeah, we, we tend to work so much when we're building a business in masculine energy and not realizing that go, go, go versus the feminine energy of bringing it to us. So if you want to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I'd love to. One of my favorite topics. So we need both types of energy, the masculine energy and the feminine energy to create a sustainable, healthy, profitable business. The thing is that in our society, we are so trained to be predominantly in masculine energy. And that was my story. And nothing wrong with masculine energy. Masculine energy is logical. It's about doing. It's goal orientated. It's actions, systems, structures, processes. You know, it's about the I, not the we, and it is about giving and doing, very action oriented. We need that in our business. 
but not to the detriment of the feminine energy too. So when you do purely masculine energy with no feminine, that is a recipe for burnout. And that was certainly my experience in the early years of my business. So I was exploring this whole masculine feminine energy idea in dating and romance at the time. And I was like, hmm, you know, feminine energy is all about receiving, being versus doing. It's about collaboration. Um, it is about intuition and flow and law of attraction and creativity and, you know, spirituality and the divine. And I really think of it as the magic in our business. So mm. it can be the power behind the doing and the actions. And then, of course, the masculine structures work really well because they work with that kind of divine mystical power. So for me, I was like, hmm, I wonder what would happen if I brought this idea of feminine energy into my business and started incorporating that. And it helped me to know who I was at a core level and the message that was meant to come through me. And it was then that my business took off and do business like a woman, hence the name, was, was born. Oh, I love it. And I love what you just said too about a key indicator of burnout that if you are a top leader in a company or you're rising leader or you're looking into leadership and developing those skills, that that's a big word. That's a good keyword that maybe you're working a little bit more into the masculine than the feminine. Mm, and it's everyone finds their way with it. And although my company is called Do Business Like a Woman and it's yeah. mm, mainly at, at women coaches, the truth is, um, as men and women, we have both types of energy, you know, so women have masculine energy too, and men have feminine energy. So it's yeah. just really finding that kind of balance for yourself, you know, for your own self in your business and incorporating both. Oh, I love it. And so now let's get into some more, even more juicy, juicy topic here, of which I know that you love. And that is taking clients on a where they have their leads to having them actually are they ready to be clients and kind of nurturing that relationship along so why don't you tell us a little bit about about that journey I'd love to yeah um, one of my favorite things to talk about again because um, what happens so often in business is we were talking about this earlier, Jody. Yeah. people just post on social media and they think clients are going to fall into their lap. Well, I always say posting isn't marketing. You know, posting for the sake of it is just posting and it may not be strategic at all. You may not be actually moving people along a journey to saying yes to working with you. Mm. So I always think, you know, we do this work to bring in leads or, you know, connect with new people in our business who could become clients. So at that point, they're a cold lead. They don't know about us, what we do. They don't know if we could help them. Um, but we bring them into our world, into our audience, and we connect with them. Great. That's brilliant. And a lot of people spend a lot of time, money and effort doing that. And that is required. However, there is a gap between someone coming into our world and being ready to sign up and work with you and spend significant money with you or become part of your team. And there's a journey they need to go on to get from point A, cold lead, to point B, signing up with you. 
And so what I teach about is that journey and how we can facilitate so that more of those people who come in actually connect with us, build the relationship or we build it with them and go through that journey so that more of them say yes and sign up and you get more business and more income. Oh, I love it. And so, so when you say that with the, like what type of posts would, um, cause I know our, our audience is just a little bit different. We're similar, but a little bit different, which is why I love these conversations. Um, so what would you say would be like one of the biggest things for people? Like, should they be posting in, like, what do you find their group on their Facebook page? Like where, where does the relationship part goes? I know the answer to this, but (laughs) (laughs) well, I I think that there are different answers to this because for me, it's not so much where I post, um, although I am finding the personal profile to be a good one at the moment, but it's not so much where I post so much as thinking about the journey I'm taking someone on. So yes, posting is part of it, but not just posting anything. I always say creating client magnetic content. So what do we mean by that? We mean your message has to be so dialed in to know what your prospect needs, the problems they have, what keeps them awake at night that your service can solve. And then speaking directly to that and the emotions that they're feeling and the experience they are having. And then what do they need to hear Um, to actually trust you, to actually see that you can help them, to see the transformation that's available and ultimately to pay you. Because it's one thing for people to like a post on social media, but that doesn't mean it's client magnetic content. Really think about, you know, your program that you are selling or your service that you're selling, and then all of your content should lead into that rather than just kind of randomly posting, which is what a lot of people do and what I used to do, um, (laughs) not effective. That's just one piece. So the content is one piece, but then we have what other ways are you building a relationship? So are you reaching out via the DMs on, on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn and connecting and welcoming someone? You know, if someone joins your group, if you're on Facebook, are you reaching out and having a conversation? Are you asking them why they're there, what their needs are, how you can support them. That's another way that we relationship build. And when you start to have these conversations, you can do it in person too. It doesn't have to be online. So I have clients that do this networking and that's their main kind of source of of leads. Um, But they are having these conversations and then maybe they take it on Zoom and hop on Zoom and continue the, the connection You can have some resources that you can offer people. So, you know, you will know in your own company the common problems that your clients have. And so if you have a couple of little training videos or PDFs as you're talking to people, building this relationship with them and they're beginning to trust you and we have different touch points going on for connecting with them. And you uncover their needs, you know, what are they struggling with? And when they share that with you, that's golden information. And you can then say, well, hey, I have a resource on that. Would you like me to share it with you? Now you're adding value. And you can follow back up and see how did they get on? What follow up questions do they have? Then when comes the time to invite them to work with you, to invite them to a sales call, they're more likely to say yes. Than if they've just come in cold. 
Oh, I like it. So, oh my gosh, you've given so many golden nuggets. I'm like, hmm, <laughs> a few minutes to assimilate it all. I'm probably going to be re-watching this and listening to it for sure. <laughs> um, so why don't you talk a little bit too about um, the journey of inspiration for, because this is the other thing that I love in my, on my podcast is giving women that glimpse of, you know, here you are now, especially for, for you, it sounds like you have a lot of coaches who maybe they've tried to do things a certain way and it hasn't worked. And what would you say would be like your biggest story that you could impart, I guess, to give an inspiration to someone? Yeah, I mean, there's kind of a couple really. Um, there's sort of how I began my coaching journey, which was about nine years ago, which was with a lot of failure, actually. So right. I may I may kind of circle back and, and tell you that story in in a minute, but I certainly was not an overnight success and um had a lot of challenges along the way. But I think actually what be might be most impactful right now is when I figured out the part of my journey where I figured out how to create clients, because prior to that, I was still struggling. Um, I was working at that point as a virtual assistant and an online business manager. And I was working for other coaches behind the scenes, doing their marketing, helping them launch, you know, so I was gaining a lot of experience about what worked and what didn't work. And I had a few of my own coaching clients, but I wanted to, be coaching full-time in my own business. So I knew I had to figure out this client getting thing. And um, I remember at the time, the common wisdom from the gurus was, you've got to be omnipresent on all the social media platforms everywhere. You know, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. Oh, and you need to have a blog. Oh, and you need to do SEO, a podcast. Oh, and you need to write a book and, and network. And right. my head was like... You know, I'm one stuff. And I was like an octopus on roller skates trying to do all the things and doing none of them effectively. And it slowed me down. And I would occasionally sign a client, but I wouldn't know how the hell had that client even come to me. It felt like throwing spaghetti at the wall and just hoping something would stick. So I got really fed up and I just kind of threw my toys out the pram. I said, well, this isn't working. I'm just going to take a step back and stop listening to all those outside voices and just go inside. And I took a moment, you know, I took a quite a few months actually went inside of me and I was like, okay, well, what has actually worked to create clients, to sign clients? And when I looked at it, there was just a handful of activities and that's what I teach now. And it's the four client creation activities. But I got rid of all the busy work. I stopped trying to be omnipresent. I focused on one main social media platform, which is Facebook for me. I have an email list. And then I just focused on building relationships and getting really, really to know my prospect, you know, my client. Um, and just getting really good at, at creating content and creating those relationships. And that's all I did. And I just kept repeating that over and over. There's a couple more kind of steps or activities, but I got rid of all the busy work. I stopped fiddling about with my website. I stopped having fancy photo shoots. I stopped trying to write a book and, you know, and there's nothing wrong with those things. They just weren't appropriate for the stage of business that I was at. 
And when I did that, I got a full schedule of coaching clients. And the next year I made my first six figure year in my, my coaching Yay. business. That makes me so happy. And you know what? So I'm going to backtrack a little bit here just to get some key things that I heard you say that is relevant. Busy doesn't always equal money. Busy doesn't always lead, lead to leads or authentic relationships. And I think that I love that you went in for a couple months to find out what really worked. And by the way, I'm just going to say this, a lot of great coaches always have a coach too. So I know I do. I'm still working with, I have a, I actually have a business coach and I have a health coach because those are the two things in my life that one would be great and the other part would suffer or I'd work on one and then my business would go down the tank. So for, for the last year and a half, I've been very conscious of making them both work flowing together for myself. Um, but what I also like there that you said, and this is kind of key to people is you know, when you did get a few clients, do that. And that's actually what I teach people too. Like what you don't have to do all those 50 million things because everything that you mentioned, I know I was told by gurus to do too. Like do this, do that. Blah, 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 do, 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 do. And you have to remember that some of those people who are coaching you or telling you to do that, they've been doing this already for years and they probably have a good team that is able to do all those components for them or their bits and pieces, which you could add in if you really, really want to. But my coach in the last couple of years said the exact same thing. Like, well, what was it that led to a client for you? And for me, it's speaking authentically from the heart. Like that is literally who I am. And when I'd either be a guest into someone's group or a guest onto a podcast myself, or I was actually a participant in a book and I got several clients that way. And um, I'm like, and she goes, so was it posting on social media that got you those clients? I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> like, like it was a big eye opener for myself. And this is what I love with this conversation is that when you take a look at how, what, what, who's attracted to you through those methods, then you need to 10 times that. And for yeah. everybody, it could be different. Oh right? yeah, it is because everyone's personality is different and what they like doing and the platform they gravitate yeah. towards. Some people don't like social media at all and they want to go and network in person. It's fine that, um, yeah, I'm so glad you've said this, that the principles that I teach, you know, the four client creation activities, they are um, timeless strategies and people take them and make them their own. So it's not like a tactic, like you have to use Facebook or it's like, here is the principle. This is something you need to be doing in your business. Now let's make it work for you. And I loved what you said. You know, you looked at what was working to create clients. And I always say, what's working? Do more of that. Yeah, it <laughs> Do is. Do more of what's working. And we, we tend to, as women, because we see someone else who's in maybe our line of what we're doing. And we're like, oh, well, they're doing that. So I should do that too. When in reality, they just found what worked for them. 
And what works for you will be a little bit different. Like I actually have not been a big Facebook person, you know, up till now I've loved Facebook for, you know, posting my dogs, super cute and my cats and, you know, that kind of stuff. But I realized with, through my marketing coach, again, my audience is on Facebook. Right. And so for me, that's the only reason why I actually was doing quite a bit on LinkedIn and stuff. And I wasn't getting any traction there because that for me was not my ideal client or where they were hanging out. So that also mm -hmm. comes into it, too, of, you know, and I think it was, goes back to what you were saying of really identifying what keeps your ideal client or your ideal lead up at night and then where are they hanging out? Where are they going to try to get those answers? That's kind of a, a little bit of a clue. <laughs> yeah, and that's a, an absolute golden nugget. And, you know, what is keeping them awake at night? What do they want? Um, and then, as you say, what are they willing to pay for? So really, we want clients who are looking for a solution and are ready to pay for it. And if you can, yeah. that's messaging. So if you can figure those pieces out, then your posting is going to make a difference because now it's strategic. And when you do it in combination with building relationships with people, however you choose to do that, that's a power combination that leads to clients and sales and all that juicy stuff and a bigger impact. And Jody, I know you and I were talking before we came on about um, touch points and just how many touch points are needed now in a journey for someone to actually say yes to, to working with you. Yeah. And those touch points are, they're big. And we, I don't know what it's like across the pond, <laughs> but here in Canada, Canadians tend to be what I call lurkers, which means that they, a lot of even my best friends. So I actually did my, uh, a Facebook live the other day. And I noticed a few people were in, you know, cause you can see how many people are attending. And then at the end of it, I'm like, and whoever was here who didn't, you know, say hello, hello and so I got off and then immediately as soon as I stopped the live my best friend texted me it was me <laughs> like okay so even if your best friend in the world they might not speak up or make comments on what you're doing but you better believe they're watching Oh, they are. And sometimes the most client magnetic content people yeah. won't necessarily comment on because it might be quite confronting. You know, you might be calling them out and saying, you know, hey, are you do you not have enough clients in your business and you're looking for a way to create and they're not going to really comment on that and be like, no, yeah, okay. exactly. They're not going to comment and be like, no, I don't have enough clients because you you may think that they're successful and they think they're successful too and that's the other thing too and it's not that the, it's like shame in it but it's not that they're going to go out there and be like uh yeah because there's ebbs and flows in all businesses with yeah. you and I both know especially if you've been doing this nine years so you know that that happens but at the same time I love that what you're teaching people is that they don't have to kind of be in feast or famine all the time. Just keep it steady and keep, keep it going. And it, in the coaching business it happens a lot for sure. That feast yeah, or famine. For sure. And that was, um, you know, the first part of my story, um, you know, I really experienced that in my business, but 
the truth is there are ups and downs in business and in the coaching industry. It is variable income. There are things we can do to help smooth out that journey and help raise the kind of baseline monthly income that is coming into somebody's account as a coach. So, you know, certainly all the relationship building pieces, there are things you can do. But the truth is, you know, business by its nature, the coaching business can be up and down. And, you know, certainly in the very beginning of my business, when I was kind of a brand new newbie coach, and I was traveling around France and Italy with my husband at the time, and I was launching my coaching business, and I was in massive feast and famine. You know, one month we'd have a client, I'd sign a client, and we'd literally be feasting at the French farmhouse table with cheese and bread and tomatoes and French stick. And the next month, no clients and no petrol money to get gas money to get to the next house sitting gig. And that's what actually, eventually we came home from that and stopped traveling and uh, unfortunately went through a divorce. And at my low point, I was in my thirties living back in my parents' tiny spare bedroom, like a box room. And I had a mountain of debt because I'd been investing in my own coaching heavily and I had no clients and my confidence was very, very low. So that was my low point in my journey. Um, and I went and got a job for a bit. And that's actually where I met my dog, Rosie, because it was an animal charity Aww. and I that online marketing. <laughs> so happy story in the end. But I really wanted to get back to being self-employed. I was a terrible employee. And so I knew I had to figure out this client getting thing. And luckily I did. And that's what I now help others, others with. I love it. And I also love the story of you, you know, didn't give up. And I'll tell you too, my journey was similar. I went back to doing a nine to five, different, different circumstances. I was burnt out and didn't want to be mm. around people. And uh, we also had a social situation in our household. So I just didn't want to be around people. I didn't want to ask, answer any questions and stuff, but I was there for three or four years and then just still had that nagging. You're meant to do more. You're meant to serve more people. What are you doing here? Hiding out because essentially that's what I was doing. And I'm like, ah, like, like, you know, the source, God, whoever you want to call was just giving me those nudges of get out there, start doing. And so, yeah. That's beautiful. And yeah, I can totally, relate to that and there is no shame at all for anyone on this journey having a job you know certainly along the way I had various jobs and I think it's really smart to support yourself as you build a business but there does come a time where we're getting those nudges and we know it's time and you yeah. know you know inside of you when it's time to really take that leap and and do that oh and I love it I love and I love where you're at now so how can people reach out to you where can they get a hold of you and find Julie. Yeah, I'd love for people to connect with me on Facebook. Um, I'm under Julie Ritchie, but the very best place is come and join our group on Facebook. That's where all the action happens. I'm in there every week and our group is called Do Business Like a Woman. I'm sure we can put a link somewhere, but if you go to Facebook and search under groups, it's do business like a woman and you can request to join. I have free training in there on the client creation activities. Talk about masculine, feminine energy. You can promote your business so you can actually generate leads inside my group. And I love to foster, um, you know, a, a spirit of community and supporting each other. That's where we met. I'm pretty yeah. sure. 
I, I think so. Well, well, this is the beauty of, of Facebook is that I put out an intention to, you know, to meet women who could come on my podcast, share their story. And even if it touches one person, that's what it was meant to do. Right. And so that's what I believe in from the heart. And so, yeah, thank you so much for coming here. Thank you so much for giving us some golden nuggets and definitely check out Julie's Facebook group. We will post it here as well. And, um, yeah, I just now I have one other quick question that I love asking people before we sign off. And if it, it's a question for you that if you could tell, I always, I always mess this part up, but not older Julie, but younger Julie, <laughs> if you could impart one piece of wisdom to younger Julie, when she was starting out, that would have helped move her forward quicker. What piece of advice would you give yourself? Yeah, I would say, trust yourself. It's all going to be okay. Um, and I would want her to focus, but ultimately trust yourself because there's so much doubt that comes in when we're getting these businesses going and, you know, fear and doubt our own and often family members. And so it's, you know, it can be difficult to manage. And actually I find with my clients, it's often the mindset and the emotions that take them down. It's not that they don't know what to do. So managing those emotions, managing that mindset, I would say, trust yourself and keep going. Mm, I love be it. Worth it. <laughs> that, that, that would be the piece of advice I think I would give myself too. And I love that some people think that they just need to sit still for like an hour or two. But when I got clear on this, I sat still for several months. Just yeah. like we did. And so yeah. for me, we have a similar journey that way because I really had to sit still and not do anything and just really listen to who did I love to serve in the past the most that I knew brought about the biggest change for them. That's what yeah. I just would ask myself every day. It's beautiful. Oh. And it's it's time for reflection. So, you know, not everyone has to go and be a hermit for months in order to find no. this out. And I, I was doing my job, the job I told you about when I was doing this in internal kind of work. But I actually, when people work with me and, and come and coach with me, I help them by giving them a container to explore this. So, mm -hmm. you know, yes, it's important to go inside. It's important to hear our intuition and the internal voice, your own internal voice, but you can do that work with a coach as well. You know, you don't have to figure mm -hmm. it out all by yourself. The right coach will hold space for you to, so those pieces drop in quicker. Yeah. Nice. I love that too. All right. Well, thank you, Julie. I know for me, it's very early morning for you. It's later evening. So I want to hold space for your time. And thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so glad that I've met you. And I just feel like we're going to have a wonderful relationship, even as we, you know, I don't know, the, the things are, I, I firmly believe that people come into other people's realms, whether it's for a minute or, you know, a few years and sometimes even longer. And, you know, you just seem like a person for me anyways, that when we meet, it's like we're, we're, we're old souls that we're meant yeah. to be together. Oh, thank <laughs> you for saying that. I really appreciate that. And I feel that connection too. And yeah. thank you for the work you do. Thank you for putting this podcast together and and thank you for having me 
Yes. Okay. So thank you again. This is the Heart Centered Entrepreneur Series and my guest today, Julie Ritchie, who has given us so many golden nuggets. Thank you so much, Julie. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and learned a lot. Each one of my guests have a special and unique spot in my heart as they have shared what they love about their business and how they truly have grown in their entrepreneur journey. Thanks for sticking around to the end. And I would love to gift to you a fun and easy quiz that you can take right now that will help you assess how you feel about the sales process in your beautiful business, building relationships, lifting each other up so we can all gain more in our lives and our business is what is truly important to me. And my hope is that in some small way, I've been able to do that for you today. So again, this is Jody Maley with the Heart Centered Entrepreneur Series here in beautiful BC, Canada. Truly have a great and inspired rest of your day. The link to the quiz will be attached below. And please like, follow, and share this podcast if it inspired you today.